When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global with me on this quite gloomy Sunday afternoon, Mr. Dave Cowell. Dave, how are we? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Gloomy as well in, uh, in Rotherham? Mate, it's, yeah, gloomy. It's not great. At least it's not as bad as yesterday. Yesterday was absolutely pissing it down all day long. <laughs> the beauty of living in the north. Uh, yeah. Dave, let's jump straight into it. Uh, yesterday, a lot of people said that Dubois had, had too much power. He was a younger, fresher athlete. But yesterday we saw what an amateur pedigree and just basic boxing skills, such as a good jab, can do for you. Were you surprised with the manner that Joy won the fight? Yeah, the way that he, the, the way that he won it, yes, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting that kind of fight. I thought it was a case of, can Joe get through the first early rounds of, you know, the onslaught? I thought, you know, looking at Joe's career so far, he gets hit with power shots early doors. And I thought, can he get through those moments? And if he does, then I fancied him to... You know, I fancied him um, later on in the fight. I, I managed to get put quite a decent bet on, and I won some <laughs> decent money. Um, but, but for me, it was always a big ask of him getting through those early rounds, and that's that's why I was kind of sitting on the fence for it. I wasn't really calling out who, who I thought was going to win because I thought it could really generally go either way. But the fight, it actually panned out completely different. I, I expected more of a you know more of a brutal sort of fight. Um, in terms of exchanges and, and wear and tear uh, um, and, uh, you know, a bit of a war of attrition sort of thing. Um, but it wasn't that. It was Joe, Joe Joyce boxed really well. Um, it looks really awkward and ungainly and, you know, on his legs and his balance sort of thing and the way that it pops that jab out. But it's very, very effective. Uh, you know, speaking to people before the fight, the people that sparred with him, things like that, and they all say the same thing. He's, obviously, he's relentless. We know about that. But they always say that how 
how effective he is at what he does. You know, he's, he's awkward and, and he lands those shots. And we saw last night that the, um, the, the jab was fantastic. But what I was really impressed with him was keeping his head off centre. And what he did was he took away Dubois' assets. And he took away what Dubois was good at, took away Dubois' power shots. You know, yes, he got caught with a few, but he took away any sort of position that Dubois could get where he could really get, you know, combinations going and let his, let his power tell. Um, and the shots that he did take, he took incredibly well. So it was a, it was a different manner of victory that I thought it was going to be, definitely. Let's, we'll come to round 10 in a moment, but up until round nine, how kind of did you have the scorecards? I thought uh, I thought it was very close. Um, I thought that Joyce was just nicking it, or it could have been, it could even be level. Um, it was one of those sort of fights up to that point. But I thought I thought Joyce was nicking it. Listen, I wasn't really particularly scoring it as such. Um, I did uh, I did uh, early doors really, um, but um, yeah, I I had the feeling that that Joyce was was in front. Um, but yeah, close. But there was one of the scorecards. Apparently, it was eight rounds to uh, Dubois. It's like fucking hell. It's like you know, every fight that we have now, and it doesn't matter if it's a matchroom show. Doesn't matter if it's a Warren show. We're getting these scorecards, you know. And that's another case of where um, the judges need to be brought in. I mean, I don't know who, who, who scored it that way, but. I mean, just explain, just just explain how do you see that? How did you have, um, you know, uh, Joyce losing eight rounds out of that? It's, it's incredible, if you ask me. Round 10 starts um, quite similar to round nine, and he pops a, not a, a big jab, but it's like almost like a faint jab, but lands straight on his eye, and then Dubois takes a knee. Uh, everyone was kind of shocked until they saw the replay on exactly what happened, but what was your instant reaction? Yeah, it was it was it was a shock, wasn't it? You know, you you you're in a a big fight like that, and a fight where you know obviously Dubois is the big favourite, and Dubois is the one that's been um, uh, touted as the next heir apparent sort of thing, and being spoken in the same breath as as Usyk and, and AJ and people like that. So, um, of course, the ending was a shock. The ending was a you know it, it, it was it was shocking, yeah. Did he quit? Well, it, there's this stigma attached to the word quit, right? If you look at quit, to quit is to give up. Did Dubois give up? Yes. If you give up, you're making a conscious decision to stop and to give up. Did he give up? Yes, he did, because he made a conscious decision. He, he, the shot landed. It skipped off. It's not like he put, he didn't put him down. It skipped off chose to take a knee so he chose and then he chose then the referee counting he chose to sit on his knees and wait for the count to end and that's the end of the fight now the problem is is we um, we give fighters such a hard time for quitting but you have to understand that everybody has a has their own pain threshold everybody has a point where that is the max that they can take and they can't go beyond that. And that's, you know, in terms of anything, you know, in, in terms of absolutely anything, whether it's physical or mental, certain people can take things more than other people can. Um, and Dubois had reached his limit and, you know, he felt that that was it. Um, 
I think the more telling thing was was in the corners before, and it just he never seemed comfortable. He never seemed as though he was happy about not being the dominant one. About you know, if he, even in the clinches when Joe was grappling and walking back and things like he he, he looked like a young boy. It, it, it looked like it looked like a man against a boy in those sort of those uh, you know those seconds, those moments. Um, you know, and that's what we get a lot of times when when people used to things their own way. Um, when there's that intimidation factor, you know, um, and then all of a sudden there's somebody in front of you that's not intimidated, somebody in front of you that's not willing to let you have it your own way and you're missing your shots and you're feeling your petrol tank run lower and lower and lower and you're thinking, shit, and he just keeps on doing that same methodical jab, knocking you off balance, taking the sting out of you, stopping you from setting your own attacks up. And a lot was going off there for Dubois to handle um, which just showed that experience-wise, he wasn't, you know, he, he, he wasn't able to handle it. But the, the the problem is because we have these factions of where people are, you know, pro matchroom, anti Frank Warren, pro Frank Warren, anti matchroom. It's like the same people that I see there saying, "Oh, Dubois didn't quit and he did the right thing," blah blah. The same people that was ripping Kel Brook up against Spence when he chose. Bear in mind, Kel Brook had already done his orbital uh, fracture against Golovkin, so he knew what that pain was like. He understood what that was. He heard his, his, his doctor saying to him, it's a good job you stopped then because you could have gone blind. So he made a conscious decision when he felt that same thing in the Spence Bites thing, fuck this, my life after boxing is more important. I'm taking a knee, I'm out. That's it, I can't take no more. But he got vilified for it. So fair enough. If you if that's what you want to do, I'm not saying you should you shouldn't. But if that's how you're going to do it, then you have to say the same thing about Dubois. You know, you have to say the same thing. But ultimately, these fighters are the ones that are going in there and they're feeling it. They they know what their limits are. And the problem is in boxing, fighters carry on with broken hands. Some fighters won't, and they'll sit on the stool and say, "I can't go no more pain." That's it. Fighters will go on with cuts or, you know, closed eyes, broken nose. Danny Williams with a fractured, with a dislocated shoulder. You know, Arthur Abrams when his jaw's hanging off and he carried on going. There's a percentage of fighters that will go through whatever it takes. And then there are others that will just get that point and say, I can't go no more. But Roberta Duran quit against Sugar Ray Leonard. Was that because of pain or was that because of mental what Ray Leonard was doing to him mentally, embarrassing him, making him feel inferior, and he couldn't cope with that, so he quit. Miguel Cotto got absolutely battered with Margarito, and then there came a point in the fight where he thought, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. But does that make those two, you know, does that stop those two fighters from becoming being legends in the sport? No, it doesn't. You know? Everybody has a, has a limit, has a threshold. The problem is, the majority of the best, the absolute elite, they're willing to do something extra to others. And that is what... And so if you're gauging somebody, if you're talking about a Daniel Dubois, let's say, you know, um, talking about, oh, yeah, we'll put him in with Usyk, we'll put him in with, with AJ, he's ready now, blah, blah, blah. And then he checks out, then it's like, well, that's where, that's where you're judging him in, in respect of those. Do you know what I mean? But... Like I said, you can't this this thing where people are so anti-promotional. Who gives a fuck about it if it's Eddie Hearn or if it's Frank Warren's shows? 
You know, if you like the fighters, if the fighters are insane, if the fighters are good prospects, it's about the fighters, you know. And and what we can't do is that the boss, I don't know what he is, 23, something like that, 23, 24, he's a young kid, isn't he? Whatever he is, he's a young, young kid, he's a baby. Um, so you have to be honest and say, you know, if you ask him, did he quit? Yes, he did quit. But does that mean that you can that you should vilify him and call him this and call him that and, and hound him constantly about it and break him mentally? No. But it's it's a case of where he needs the people around him now and, and his team, his, his his family, which you know, they're all boxing people, so yeah. Um uh, so it needs that everybody around him, because he's a young kid and it's part of his development, to understand how to bring him back from that, to understand how to bring him through from that, you know, and then He's got so much time in front of him to learn. You know, he's 24, 23, whatever he is, and he's got so much time. We talk about heavyweights at 29, 30 years old being young. So this kid's got bags of time, but it's just, he's, he's got the L plates on. He's not ready for the L plates taking off yet. He's not, the problem is, is when, when we build these fighters up, and, but it's against people that they're expected to knock out. And it's a case of how many rounds will he get rid of him in, blah, 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 and, and you know, building in this, this monster, this indestructible monster. If they're not having problems posed in the fights by people that are actually trying to win, but you judge it, so you expect them to win, they should win, but the guys are trying to win, they're throwing punches back, they're durable or whatever. If they're not being asked questions, then um, are they really learning? You know, um, if in sparring, the sparring with people, I mean, and I don't, I haven't got a clue who he sparred or anything like that, but I'm just saying, if in sparring, they're not under pressure, they're not having days where, where they're getting their arse handed to him in sparring, then they're not learning the other side of the sport. You know, too many people, um, I hear, I heard, you know, Warren mentioned about how Dubois dropped AJ in sparring, he slipped that in the build-up. Who cares? Sparring, sparring, sparring is about learning. You know, I've seen plenty of good fighters get, you know, they have, they have some young kid that comes in and does four or five rounds, you know, in the middle of a 12-round spa for, for, for the established fighter. And this kid does great. And the kid get, gets out thinking that he's just, he's just handled a kid that's a world champion or, a, you know, a big prospect or whatever. You've got to put things in context. And it's what, what does the fighter who has the tough end of sparring, what does he take from that? You know, and that's, you have to be put in situations like that. It's part of your development. It's part of your learning. And it's part of what makes you a fighter, a complete fighter down the line. Um, so sparring, sparring, it's about learning. It's not about being the top dog all the time. It's not about, you know, bringing guys in that you can look good in and just practice your, the things that you're good at. It's about like getting comfortable in the situation that you're not comfortable at and, you know, having something that can exploit your weaknesses so you can work out how to, to become better and take away those weaknesses from your game. And that's all part of development. And last night is, is a massive part of Daniel Dubois' development. And it's down to his mentality now, whether he can, whether he can learn from that and come back from that and become a better fighter. Some fighters can't recover from that. But this is where a, a lot... And it comes down to fans, comes down to social media, comes down to, you know, other people in boxing. But yeah, it's, listen, it, just because they give AJ or, or Kel or whoever it might be a kicking because, you know, they didn't like the way that they got beat, they got knocked out, they got, they got stopped or whatever, 
doesn't mean that it's right that then now we, you know, team matchroom start doing the same thing to a kid from from Warren Stable because it's about the development of these fighters. The more, the better, the better and stronger in depth that the British boxing scene is, the better it is for our sport. You know, so I want Dubois to come back, but it's a, it, it was a big. It was a big learning experience for him last night, and yes, it was a it was a big shock that 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 he actually you know that he quick. I was like, wow, I, I didn't expect that because you see him as this beast and everything. But then you have to look at the flip side and say, well, okay, it's you know it's part of learning, part part of development. But there's a lot of fighters out there, and there's a lot of people out there now that will just look at him and say, you quit. Once you quit, the heart, the first time you ever quit is the hardest. And that is the that is the the, the the toughest thing to do the first time. Once you've done it once, then then it's it's easier to do when they're going to get tough. And let's not forget, this wasn't actually a brutal fight. I think that's what was the big shocker about it for me was that it wasn't a brutal fight. It wasn't like you know like I thought it was going to be, where it was going to be. If Joe got past the, a few rounds, then Joe's going to start sapping his strength for those big body shots and start grinding you down, and, and it's a war attrition. And then he comes to a point where. I'm fucked. I've got nothing left. Then he quits. He quits. But it was because it was just kind of like George was popping these jabs, popping these jabs, and it was a jab that landed. And he thought about it. People are saying, "Oh, he saved himself for another day." No, because in that moment in time, I don't think I don't think you're thinking about down the line. It's different when you've had it done before and you know that same feeling. Like what, like I said, what what Kel was told by his doctor. That's what could have happened if you hadn't quit. So I imagine then maybe it happens again. You do think that, shit, time to check out. But when it's the first time it happens to you, you, know, you don't know whether it's a orbital bro and you're broke or whatever. You, you don't know. You just can't see shit because you're right. You know? and, that, and yes, it stings. Yes, it hurts when, when he's getting hit on it. Um, but he, 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 yes, he chose, he chose to, to do what he did. Um, but it's about how he comes back from that now. But just going to say, I mean, you know, we're all talking about Dubois again, but all anybody did was talk about Dubois before the fight. I mean, we should be talking about Joe Joyce and what he did, you know, and what, what a great massive win that was for him. You know, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, like I said, when the fight was first made, I was quite, quite sure that Joe wasn't going to get out of those first few rounds because he just gets nailed early doors. And, and, and the fights that I've watched in boxing, I thought, you know, I'm a big fan of Dubois. I think he's a really, really good prospect. Really, really good fighter, and and I thought he was going to get, I thought he was going to get taken out those first, first few rounds. But as the fight got closer, and listen, Sam Jones is 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 management and people around them, and they all tell me about what you know how he's making these little improvements in training, and his defense was getting better in training. I'm thinking, oh, and as it got closer, that's when I thought, okay, I saw the odds for for Joyce um, for the later round for seven to twelve. I thought, fucking hell, well worth it, you know? And so, you know, the belief that, that, that Joyce's team had in him was, was great. You know, it's, it's great to see when you see, you see an underdog that's completely written off as such. Um, and, in, you know, in, in the pre-fight, they're all talking about the other man's future and not Joyce's future. Um, so it was, it was nice. It was nice to see, uh, you know, it, as, a, as a neutral, I just wanted to see a good fight and I, and I got a good fight. But... Um, yeah, congratulations to uh, to Joyce and, and, and his team there.
Absolutely no. Um, we look forward to see if he does get that Usyk fight because we know he did ask for that fight at the end of the of the night last night where he said, Usyk, I'm coming for you in Usyk's mm. traditional voice. Yeah, it seems like everyone's doing that voice now, aren't they? <laughs> Dave Cowell, IFL TV, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.